It's foosball, foosball, and more foosball on the Ave Podcast. Shout out to the Water Boy. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, we're going to be breaking down the AFC and NFC Championship games. But before we do that, and when I say we, I'm joined by South Shire family member and shotgun rider of my NFL playoff editions, Roger Calendar. We, of course, have to talk about last weekend's divisional round, one of the best playoff weekends we've ever seen. Plus, to talk about Rodgers and Brady possibly walking away from the game. The great futures of Mahomes, Josh Allen, and the rest of these great young QBs, plus more than that. You know where South Shirav is available, right? Wherever you listen to podcasts, damn it. Hit that like and favorite button, rate, review, and subscribe. Leave comments, leave reviews. And I'm also inclined to think that if you don't grant me five stars, wherever you're listening to me, that you hate me. And you don't hate. Don't be a hater. Click on them stars. And also check out my website, SalSharaf.com, for my catalog of all the shows that's been done. We're approaching 200 episodes of the Av soon, so there's a lot to check out. There's a lot to check out there. Once again, that's SalSharaf.com. Is the Av Podcast with Cal C on SalSharaf Radio. Let's eat. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on SalSharaf Radio. Welcome to the Ave Podcast. Um, before we begin, first of all, Roger, how you feeling, man? How you feeling? You good? I'm good, man. About two hundred percent, bro. You, you back? You back up to health? Public health <laughs> let you uh, let you out the house now. You good? You good? You ready to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty touch and go there for a little while, but um, yeah, man, I'm I'm live and kicking, Calvin. Thank you for asking. No problem, no problem. It's, it's my job, man. I care. I want to make sure you know everybody. <laughs> my, my family's doing well, man. I got to make sure. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. 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 Um, we we didn't get a chance to to talk publicly about the, um, you know, a, about last week's matchups because you know obviously we're going to break down uh, the championship games with the NFC and AFC, but we didn't get a chance. To, at least we did it on the phone, but we didn't get a chance to publicly talk about last week's game. So I I got a few questions that I want to put out there that I just I gotta ask. Um, <laughs> first off, I mean, which game was your favorite out of the weekend? Okay, honestly, man, that's a good question. I honestly say all four games were absolutely amazing. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched four, four pro playoff games that have been that exciting. It was absolutely incredible. I literally did not leave my, well, I did not leave my love seat for the whole flipping weekend. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one game, I would say it would have to be the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City's Chief game. Yeah. Like that game was just crazy, man. Like they were literally just going back and forth. It was like it was watching like watching two heavyweight fighters just go at it, you know? Yeah. Um crazy, absolutely a crazy game, man. Two quarterbacks on the top of their games. Um both of them have high power offenses and it's it's crazy. They I think when I read the next day when I read, I think I read that they scored something like um how much was it? I think it was like twenty four points in the matter of Something like five or six minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was crazy. It was just crazy. They were going back and forth, man. Um, you know, I do wish that it would have gone into overtime just because I'm selfish and I didn't want the game to end. But um it was just like you know, Buffalo what kills me is Buffalo is supposed to have the number one defense in the league. And Casey literally shredded them. Like it was like it was like watching two offenses just going at it, one after another, one after another, one after another. It was crazy. 
And what's wild, too, I mean, it sets up well for the future because, I mean, both those quarterbacks are, what, like 25 and under? Yep, absolutely. So they could, absolutely. They could be doing – they could be like Brady and – I mean, mind you, I think this is like the best – period right now for for young quarterbacks that we've had and I don't even I you could even say ever because there's some really yep. talented quarterbacks coming in the league right now that are just like literally ready to go imme- almost immediately there's no 100%. three four there's no three four period the three four year period of, of waiting it out and waiting your turn it's they're pretty much ready to go by like year two they're they're yep. they're, they're rolling you know so it's it's it, it bodes well for the future but these guys right now they consider to be the uh, the Brady Manning type of rivalry for the next like ten years, just Easily. based on where the rules are, how did these both these teams are being built? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy because right now, I mean, they've played each other in the last two years. They played each other four times. Yeah, literally about four times. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, and I think well, Buffalo's only won one of those, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it, the, each game has been well outside of the NFC, the, the AFC Championship game last year because that was a blowout, but. Like <laughs> Buffalo was basically they've they've really leveled up. I, I don't know, man. I think it, it's wild, man, because I read a stat actually t- today. I think it was courtesy of Peter King, where um, just to tell you the, the type of firepower that just lent to what you're saying, Mahomes threw 188 yards from the last two minutes of the game. It's crazy. That's 188 crazy. yards. Absolutely. 188. In, uh, let me let me rephrase that. 188 yards and two touchdowns after the two minute warning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Honestly, it was like it was. Oh my gosh, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. One of the best games. And the funny thing is, if if I look back and I look at the other games too, every single playoff game was flipping amazing. Every single one of them. I mean, I know you obviously enjoyed um, the Green Bay versus the San Francisco game, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, San Fran is your uh, that's that's your team. But then when I look at like the Rams and um, the Rams and um, the Bucks, the Buccaneers, that was an amazing game too. And that literally came down to the last play of the game. Like I can't remember. I can't remember another time when I was literally sitting there on the edge of my seat watching so many talented quarterbacks and talented offenses just go at it. It was crazy. Every game ended within three points or less, except for the um, the Kansas City one, which went to overtime, right? But, like, every game literally was down to the last kick. It's crazy. It went right right crazy. down to the last kick. And, and the thing that was great about that Chiefs game is just, you know, they say, like, how styles make fights. Like, mm-hmm. Both of their contrasting styles, it really it works well. Just and just in terms of aesthetics, it just works really well, you know. Yeah. But I, but Roger, when 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 Tyreek turned that corner in the middle of the field, like nice. honestly, I know he's fast. Like we all know the. I mean, he's a cheetah. They call him the cheetah, so we know how fast <laughs> he is. But Roger, I, I I Roger, I I was not expecting that dude to outrun everybody from the fifty yard line. Like that shit to me was. When he turned the court, I was like, oh, man, like he's going to get good yardage. And then when he got to about the 25, I'm like, no way. He's not going to score from here. <laughs> and as soon as he put the do signs up, I, I just started laughing. I'm like, yo, this is – I've never seen anybody this fast as a wide receiver. It's it's crazy. It's it's Honestly, it's not fair. It's not fair. Like Tyreek Hill has track speed. He's not a wide receiver. He's, no. basically, a, he's basically a sprinter who has good hands – who decide to become a wide receiver. That's what he is. 
Like he's he's just ridiculous, and he's been doing it all year. Like, well, this year hasn't been as good as last year, but I mean, he has the ability to turn on those thrusters at any time whatsoever. There was guys that actually had angles on him. That's what kills no. me. Like, I I watched I watched that clip just yesterday. There was guys that actually had the angle on him, and they still couldn't catch up no, to him. That, that's what I'm saying. Out. It was crazy, crazy. That's what I'm saying. The, the, like the last guy that he passed. I mean, mind you, I think he was like a linebacker, but. He was so far upfield and he had the angle and it still didn't matter. And it wasn't like he was like he was he was a slow guy. That's right. the thing. He was moving too, but it was like it didn't matter. Yep. I, I couldn't believe that. Like once he did that, I mean, again, and we thought the game was over. And then obviously you know what happened after that. But like I think we were talking about this before, but when you see guys like Tyreek Hill, his career is exceptional because most guys that are like pump returners or they're, like, they're on special teams, they, they don't get converted to this level of unstoppable as a wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like, most most guys that, that are converted to being, like, wide receivers, they're usually, like, the third string, the third wide out on the field. You know, they may come in for third downs. They may come in for Hail Marys. You know what I mean? They, they may come in if you want to throw that bomb, that go route, that type of thing. You know, they or they're just usually okay. Like, even Devin Hester, as crazy as he was, as a receiver, eh, he was okay. You know what I mean? He was he was he was better off as you know doing what he did best, right? But this guy, like honestly, if he's I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver in the league or anything like that, but if he's hot and he's rolling, honestly, he, his peak is as high or and maybe even be a little bit higher than any football player when he's when he's rolling, like when he's like unstoppable, like when he's when he's having a great game, like his peak is as high as any peak for a receiver in the league. Absolutely. I mean, perfect example is when you look back at guys like real guys that are that. We're really good punt returners, like um, you know Eric Metcalf. Um, oh, Eric Metcalf! Wow, Deion, yeah. Deion Sanders. Right. Um, you know guys like that. These guys, I mean, Deion Sanders was one of the rare people that actually was a phenomenal, like probably the best defensive back ever, right? Mm -hmm. And he was converted to a punt returner. But I mean, you don't see that. You don't normally see that. Like usually, the guy who's running back punts. And running and returning, um, you know, kickoffs. Usually, they're not the primary receiver on the team. It almost right. never happens. Never so I'm definitely happens. agree with you on that. Yeah, never. It almost never happens. It's always like these guys are special teamers, and yeah, they might play a little bit of wide receiver. They might play a little bit of DB, or they might be a little bit of something else. But I mean, guys like him are very rare. Like he's 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 in the league with like the Deion Sanders and. All the guys that were like just phenomenal football, all, yeah. overall just really good football players that they could do almost anything. Yeah, and that speed. Because I mean, Deion Sanders was was one of those guys. I mean, you know, like I have to tell you, but like once he, once he got open space, you weren't catching him. Like it's just it's just fast. But I mean, I like honestly, man, that 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 last catch was so incredible to me. Like that, I should say that last catch because it wasn't his last catch, but that. That touchdown, that last touchdown that he caught was uh, that was probably one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen. Like just because of where he was, like the guy, the guy caught the ball at the fifty, and people were ahead of him. He ran in between guys, and nobody touched him like that. Like, and it wasn't like there was bad tackling. I I can't even blame Buffalo. That's the funny thing. It was just like, yo, you guys got Tyreek Hill. That like, what do, what can you say? There's yeah. speed. They say speed kills, and that's. Basically, he's the epitome of that. Like honestly, I don't think there's another faster player in the league. No, but th and and then on top of that, again, for for Josh to still move the length of the field and and still get that ball again to Davis, who I mean, 
That's their like their fourth or he might be the fifth option on that team, and he ends up with two hundred yards and four TDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They completely, they completely shut down Diggs. One hundred percent, completely shut down Diggs, which is smart because they yeah. double teamed him and they double teamed him the whole game. The guy barely had any touches, right? Right. So somebody else had to beat them, and Gabriel Davis. Yo, this guy's a sleeper, man. Like yeah. last year, towards the end of the year, he started playing really, really well. And, and I feel like he's almost buried behind like Stephon Davis and and Knox and all the rest of the guys. Cole Beasley, oh, Sanders, Cole Beasley, exactly Sanders. But he is a really talented wide receiver, and he's young too. The dude's only twenty two years old. Yeah, he's like second year in the league, right? I believe. Yeah, it's like his second year in the league, and he was just he was absolutely amazing. Like the touchdowns that he was catching were just. My God, he looked like uh, he looked like Devonte Adams out there. Honestly, he, yeah. he looked up. Yeah, the the Buffaloes, their future set up well, man. They, they have like they're so deep. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I, I was actually really like it's one of those it was one of those games where it's like you lose. It, it, it was like a loss, but it was almost like a win. Absolutely, absolutely. But it just goes to show you, man. I mean, he's like very very young quarterback. And what I think this is his third year in the league. I think third or maybe fourth year in the league. Yeah, I think it's but, year four now. Yeah, year four. Excuse but his like his numbers really took off. Like the first two seasons, he did not have a really good season. No, like those two seasons were horrible actually. But then they gave him some weapons. They brought in Steph, uh, Stephon Diggs. They drafted Gabriel Davis. Like it just goes to show you. If you have a young quarterback, the best friend of a young quarterback could be a number one wide receiver. Because that wide receiver will take all the double teams. It'll pull all the coverage away from the rest of the guys. It will just completely open up the field. Right? So you see, like, all these guys right now that are all these quarterbacks that are still in the playoffs, what's the one thing all of them have? Number one wide receivers. Right? Legit number one wide receivers, too. Legit number one wide receivers. Look at Burrow. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has Chase. That guy is phenomenal. Like his Joe Burrow, he was good last year. Um, well, before he got injured, he was playing really well. Yeah. But his season just took off this year because of Chase. Chase, Chase caught like fourteen touchdowns in his first season. Yeah, a rookie. Like it's absolutely know. amazing as a rookie. That's absolutely insane. You know, you look at um, um, you look like Kansas City's Chiefs. Obviously, you have Tyreek Hill. Um, and then you also have um, Kelsey as well as a tight end. You look at, um, you know, last week, Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Um, Matthew Stafford has Cooper Cup. Um, now he also has Odell. Um, all these guys, they have number one wide receivers. And it's it's just, it's so important when you're trying to build a team up to try and get that your quarterback that support. No, I, I, I agree with that. Now, my my other favorite game of the weekend, yeah, you're right. Like like I'm gonna be biased right now because it, it's the Niners, but but honestly, it was for completely different reasons. Obviously, yes, I'm biased. I'm happy they won, but like I know everybody's killing Rogers for that second half. Like yeah. he and he didn't play well, but don't my don't my Niners D don't they don't they, do they not deserve like the lion's share of the credit for that? Maybe it's me because I'm, but I'm like okay, like he did play bad, no question about it. There's some throws he. He shouldn't have made. He, sh- he should have been targeting Adams that much. He shouldn't have been targeting Jones that much. I totally agree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, man, our RD was giving it to him though, too. Yeah, yeah. No, your defense was amazing. I'm not even gonna lie. 
I mean, the one knock on Rogers, and this has been around forever, is the fact that this guy's in what he's in year. I think he's in the year what fourteen, fifteen now, I believe, or something along those lines. Um, he does not have a very good playoff record. He really doesn't. He's won one Super Bowl, and he's had some really good teams, but he does not seem to play that well in the playoffs. I mean, last year was a perfect example when they lost to the Buccaneers. Um, you know, he was going head to head with Tom Brady. And then he made some really horrible decisions that basically cost him the game. But that, but that was um, also too the the coaching staff. Remember because of the fourth down, and they yeah. they kicked the field goal instead of like they were they were down and they could have ran it for the they could have they could have had one more play to go for the touchdown to go for it on fourth down and they said they tried to kick the field goal. Remember, one hundred percent. And don't get me wrong, Lafleur he he takes blame for that as well, one hundred percent. But before that even happened, don't forget it was like I think it was fourth down. It was on another play. It was it's. Third, I think it was third down or maybe even fourth down towards the end of the game when he has the we, when he had the opportunity to run it, but instead right. he stops and he throws it to Devonte Adams in double coverage. Yes, that's which, right. Which is similar to what he did this year because the, the exact same thing happened once again. Like I mean, how can you have how can you throw like I think it was like nineteen passes or something along those lines and have eight passes go to your running back and the other eight passes go to Devonte Adams and then. I think there was three other wide receivers on the team only had one catch between all of them. Yeah. If you want to stop that offense, and don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's very talented. He has everything you would want in a quarterback. But I think he he started at some point he started to rely too much on Devontae Adams. And he started he didn't really build up the rest of the wide receiver core. Um I mean, Devontae Adams had over 100 targets more than any other wide receiver on that team. So, I mean, what ends up happening, you get into the playoffs, you start playing really good defenses, and the first thing the defense does, they take away what you do best, and they took away Devontae Adams, and they made any other wide receiver beat him. And obviously, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Yeah, and and it's funny because, you know, thinking back now, because when – when the number one wideout for him was before was uh, was Jordy Nelson, I found a well actually, he did go to Jordy Nelson a lot, but I mean he did go to he did go to Cobb a lot too, so I, I shouldn't even really say that. But I would still say there was a good two years where Jordy Nelson was the top guy. Got like, every like like literally player. got everything right. Like he so, literally okay. got everything like good 12, 13 touchdowns for like two years, maybe even three years, he was the top guy. Randall Cobb was out there at the same time too, but his numbers were nothing compared to Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And Jordy Nelson was a deep threat. Like it was almost too much attention was paid paid to to Nelson, I remember at one point. And Nelson yeah. was good. Nelson was good, but it was like there was some times where you're like, and I think the reason why I remember this because I used to have a Cobb on my fantasy team in our league, and I remember <laughs> there was some games where like sometimes you're just like, okay, man, I get it. You like, you like him, okay. I understand you like Nelson. Shit, can you... Can you throw Cobb at least five passes? Yeah. You know, like, so 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 he does have that little bit of a tunnel vision that maybe that's his blind spot he's got to get rid of. Yeah, agreed. But agreed. but but no question that was honestly like that was by far the best defensive best defensive game we had all year. That mm-hmm. was that was awesome because without them in special teams, really and truly, the Niners they're cleaning out their lockers as we speak right now. Yeah, and, and and I like I'm you know I'm grateful that they won, but I mean I'm not sitting here getting like getting cocky and yeah yeah you know like yes of course I think they can make it to the Super Bowl and win, but mm-hmm. I'm just as shocked as you. Like I was when when he blocked the punt, I was like wow I can't believe we're actually I can't believe 
the way Jimmy G is giving me ulcers that <laughs> this game is tied at 10 and we actually have a shot to win this. Like, I was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, well, one thing I can say, Calvin, is going into this game, um, the Packers had the worst special teams, special teams in the league. I know. Like, absolutely terrible. And that's not something that I knew because I don't especially watch the Packers games, mm-hmm. but they were pretty terrible. And right up to the last play of the game where they only had like <laughs> 10 guys on the field. Come on, guys. I mean, <laughs> you do know you're playing in a playoff game, right? How fired is that special teams coach? Oh, he's gone, man. He's gone. He's gone. But Lafleur takes Lafleur has to take some. Um, he has to take some ownership over that too, because so usually special teams. Yeah, you have your special team players. You have your guys that specialize in just special teams, like like you know, like a Matthew Slater right. or that type of player who only does special teams. But then special teams is usually the special teams is usually made up of like second string and also third string players as well. And a lot of times, sometimes sometimes starters too. Mm-hmm. So supposedly Lafleur, um, he had no um, no starters on the special teams at all, and it was mostly filled up with just like third string guys. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why their special teams have been so horrible for the whole year. If you're a special teams guy, you could literally lose the game on special teams, and which is what which is what happened. Which is what happened exactly? Because they blocked, they blocked two kicks, they blocked the field goal and a punt at the yep. at the most critical times too. Absolutely. They were absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I can't believe they were actually 32nd. Like that, I read that the other day too, and I was like, I was shocked at that. I mean, I'm not a yeah. guy to look at special team stats, but I'm like, 32nd? So you're worse than Detroit? <laughs> they were worse than everybody, man. They were flipping terrible. Absolutely. Like you're worse than Jacksonville? Really? Worse than Houston? And you're yeah. the number one team? Like, how did that, how is that even possible? I don't even know, man. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. The thing is, once you get into the playoffs, you're going against teams that are just as good as you. You know, everybody has a good offense. Um, everybody has a really good defense. So, I mean, things like special teams, those things matter. Whereas with other other games that you're playing during the year where, you know, you might run up, run up the score because your offense is just so much better than everybody else or your defense might score a touchdown and so on because they're so much better than anybody else. In the playoffs, it's all about the little things. And, you know, special teams killed them. Absolutely killed them. Out of the four teams that lost, like, who, which one do you have the most questions about? Uh, which ones do I have the question, most questions about? Um so okay, so let me Tam- see. Tampa, Tennessee, Packers. Uh, why am I missing Buffalo? Buffalo, definitely not Buffalo because no. Buffalo is a phenomenal team. Yeah. Um, let me see. The Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to be good, but there are questions about whether Brady's going to come back or not, and I think that's that's going to be the big question all summer. Um, the Titans. I don't know, man. I find like the Titans. I don't want to say the Titans are frauds. But I feel like we don't really know what they do well. Um, and maybe that's because, I mean, Derrick Henry, he did not have a good game last weekend. Yeah, um, I'm starting to think maybe they shouldn't have brought him back. Uh, maybe they should just let him rest. Because who was it that came in and and had like a 50-yard run? It was um, their other was running Foreman? back who was starting before. Pardon me? Foreman, I believe. I think it was Foreman. I think it was Devontae, uh, Dante Foreman. Oh, yes, man. that's who it was. Yeah, he came in and he had like a a fifty yard run, and then what they do? They went right back to Derrick Henry again. 
and Derrick Henry did not have a good game. He looked slow out there. Um, obviously, he was probably rusty. I mean, he had been practicing for about two weeks, two or three weeks. But still, he didn't look like he was in football shape. And, I mean, that's what happens when, you know, you, you break. I think he, he broke a metacars, metal, um, he broke a bone in his foot or in one of his toes or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, but I think Tennessee definitely has some questions. Um, when I think of those four teams, I think probably the Packers would probably be in trouble next year. Okay. Um, simply for the fact that Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, to be honest with you. Um, they had Devontae, Adam, Devontae Adams, who's going to be a free agent as well. Um, I don't think he's going to want to play for them if, if Rodgers isn't there. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at their salary cap situation, um, they're the second, they have the second worst cap situation behind New Orleans. So I think they're next year, they're going to be something like, um, I think it was like 50, 50 or $60 million in the red. Um, whereas New Orleans is like $70 million or something absolutely ridiculous like that. <laughs> you think that's why Sean Payton left, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why Sean Payton left. 100%. This guy must be thinking, number one, I have no quarterback. Mm. Number two, we're like $70 million in the red. We're going to have to get they're, – they're most likely have to go into like um, a rebuild mode. Um, you know, they still got some guys. They have some really talented guys, Kamara. Michael Thomas, who will probably be coming back. But I'm starting defensively, to, but. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm starting to think that they might just gut the team and do a full rebuild. Um, because, I mean, $70 million. What the hell? $70 million. It's not even as if they're they're paying a quarterback 40 or $50 million on 40 or $50 million, 40 or $50 million a year. They have no quarterback. You're, you're, saying, those, you're, you're saying he doesn't have a quarterback. They got Taysom Hill. Come on. That guy's elite. That guy doesn't know. He can't decide whether he wants to be a tight end or he wants to be a quarterback. <laughs> I say get yourself a real quarterback. He's a great gadget player, and I keep him as a gadget player. You know, on the goal line, I would give him the ball. When I need a first down, I would give him a ball. But they're paying him like $90 million or so, whatever it is. They're paying him like a ton of money. I know, and I could. I still can't even figure yeah, out. I, know. Neither, I, I think it's like I. the last kiss of death from Sean Payton. It's like the big, big last fuck you. Honestly, man, <laughs> you're playing a guy that plays quarterback almost sometimes like twenty million dollars a year for the next three years. Are you fucking kidding me? Like seriously? Yeah, what were they thinking? Like honestly, he he must have been like, I don't know, man. He must be Payton's love child or something because I still can't figure out that contract. No, no, nobody could. Yeah, Nobody and then it says he's, he's going to play tight end sometimes, but then he's going to play quarterback sometimes. Like, you know, that doesn't give me very much faith in their offense. I'll tell you that much. No, I, I, I agree. It's funny. Out of the four teams, I would say, honestly, I think it's – I guess we have to see what happens with Green Bay, obviously, with Rodgers making a decision. It's, it's kind of the, it's kind of the same in Tampa. I would say Tampa's a team that I think I have the most questions about just because their team is getting a little older. Their cap yeah. hits are crazy. Um, you know, again, Brady's coming off an incredible year. He's going to be 45 when the season starts next year, and mm -hmm. he's not going to have the same kind of weapons. So unless he wants to take this offseason to really develop the up-and-coming wide receivers and such, like, and, and I think I asked you this the last time we did a pod, like, what else does he have to prove at this point? Like, 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 I actually think it would be pretty cool if he left right, like, left on this note, like, the fact that, like, you know, he led the league and 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 TDs. He led the league and 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 yardage. You know what I mean? He still he could still throw that deep ball. Like you know, case in point, that that throw he had to to Michael Evans over over Jalen Ramsey out of all people. 
you know, like so he still has the arm. Like I think it would actually be pretty cool if he left to walk away right now, and it, and it and like he doesn't leave looking like you know Big Ben or oh. or Drew Brees. Like I get it because the athlete in you, when you're that great, you want to know that like. You 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 know like you you wrung every bit of water out of that towel. You know what I mean? Like you want to make sure like like when I leave the game, I know I left everything out there. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, and I think <clears throat> great players, especially like the greatest of players, they struggle with that, right? Like look so at sure. Jordan. Jordan left. Uh, Jordan. Nobody left sports retired better than Michael Jordan. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody did, and yet he still had that itch and came back and played with the Wizards for two years. Yeah, it's true. Right, it's so, right. So it's like with him, it's like I like Brady. I know there's people who don't like him. I I like Brady a lot. I don't really want to see him being like, you know, like looking like Peyton Manning did in his last year, where it's like he, he can only throw the ball ten yards at a time, and that and like you're 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 using like your backup player to like you know your second string QB to to <laughs> spell him for a few games or a few moments. Like I, I don't want to see that from from Brady like and the thing is like I said again the guys won seven titles like I mean right now everybody has him on as what like the greatest player or greatest quarterback of all time depending on how you look at it um what else is there to accomplish seven rings nobody's gonna touch that he's gonna be a first ballot hall of famer he's For sure you know he's crazily rich he's still he's still gonna be very marketable whatever he wants to do he's still mm -hmm. gonna be very marketable anywhere he goes he's still married to, Gis to Giselle what else, what else do you need at this point? <laughs> I think with him, he just wants that final Super Bowl, man. He wants to go out on top. Like, he, he came into the league with a huge chip on his shoulder. I mean, the man was drafted in the, was it the sixth. fifth or sixth round? I think sixth it was a sixth round. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, there was quarterbacks that came in before him and left well, came in, well, were drafted before him and ended up leaving the league well before him as well. Yeah. So I mean, he he's all about breaking records at this point. I'd be very surprised, honestly. I mean, I'm a Tom Brady fan as well. You know that. So do I want him to still play? Absolutely. But I mean, if he steps away, I can't blame him either. Because what else do you have to accomplish, man? I mean, I I think honestly, if he gets the MVP of the league this year, I think he might actually step away. I think he'll have greater chance of stepping away because he'll know that he he stepped away on top. All right. Mm -hmm. But I think if he ends up losing it, I think he might come back one more year, man, depending on whether Tampa could bring some pieces in and, and build around him. Because this was the year that they were supposed to bring it back. Yeah. You know, they brought back every single player they had last year. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, this year, I mean, things are going to be different. Because, yeah, um, I mean, with, with Gronk, I mean, Gronk most likely will come back if he comes back. But, you know, you're not going to get Godwin for at least until late in the year next year. Um, obviously, you, you know what's his face isn't allowed in the city of Tampa, much less the team, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, yeah. And then who else you have? I mean, you got Evans, who's he's young, he's young-ish. You know what I mean? But like the guys yeah. they have is either they're they're like they're starting to slowly come out of their prime. I'm not saying Evans is in that category, but like from mm -hmm. Sue to like all these guys and stuff that you have on, on defense, like they're you know they're they're getting up there. Yeah, they're getting yeah. up there. So I don't know because I mean the the the. To me, the dirty secret with Brady, and I'm not taking away from the greatness, his team was stacked. Let's face it. Like, he had all-stars or pro bowlers almost at every position. You know what I mean? So it's easy to kind of thrive when the offense is is surrounded around you and, and everything is basically scaled. It's like a, like a custom-made car. Like, you have all 
every 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 feature you could possibly have in this car, you had he had it for the last two years essentially, right? But I mean, with injuries and everything else, it kind of slowed him down a little. Well, I shouldn't say it slowed, slowed the team down more, not him, but yeah. but like at this stage, I'm like, can you? Are they going to be able to do that? You know, at at this stage, because I mean, really and truly, when you look at it, their team the last two years was built to win win now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so to me, it was a, it was a, it was a success. Outside of the thing, even with AB, I mean, that's just gonna drop great memories and and like in the process, as bad as that was, it's like for Tampa, the, the franchise is actually a pretty decent memory for them. They won a mm-hmm. championship out of it. You know what I mean? Like they they got to 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 play with the greatest player of all time, or you know, one of the greatest players of all time. You know, yep. it restored their franchise. Mission accomplished. True. Mission accomplished. Like I think even next year, I can see their team regressing a little bit, even, unless they get like they can read too, which is going to be hard because they're they're so up against the cap too. Yep, yep, that's true. It's going to be it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. They can't keep all that talent, and that's one thing with good teams. I mean, you see with any team, and that's what I guess that's what gives that's what um, gives the parity um, in the NFL, right? It's that salary cap. And the fact that you can't keep everybody because the better the player becomes, yep. the more they start to demand. And that's when, you know, teams have to start figuring out creative ways of, of bringing in talent or, or, you know, or fostering existing talent like rookies and so on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year. I mean, I do think Godwin's going to leave 100%. Um, I think if Brady decides to come back, I think Gronk will definitely come back. Um, the Buccaneers, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they're they are up against the cap, but I think what they need to do is they need to draft some more pieces, um, and they possibly need to, you know, maybe bring in another wide receiver because Brady needs help. He can't it can't be just Evans and then Cyril Grayson and Scotty Miller and guys unknown guys. You know, I I could perfectly see them bringing in somebody, um, you know, like Allen Robinson or. Um, there's a lot of wide. There's a lot of wide receivers that are going to be available, yeah. um, and I'm not even talking about in the draft. Like the draft is like wide receiver, wide receiver heavy this year. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of good guys coming out. Whether it's James Jameson, whether it's um, Olive, um, Mitchie, um, they got a lot of good college talent coming out. But there's also a lot of good. There's going to be a lot of good wide receivers out there too. You know, Williams, Mike Williams is going to be available. Devonte Adams is going to be available, you know. Even um, even Landry is going to be available. Like, there's some really good guys that could that could be a solid number two on any team. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Should Aaron retire? I don't think Aaron should retire. No, I think Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers frustrates me, man. He really frustrates me. <laughs> really does like i i understand why people don't like him like you have that whole covid thing um covid thing that happened and then he came out and like he he was just pure drama this year and it started from the beginning of the year when he was track talking the whole packers organization you know he came out and said how they don't treat their players well which is something i actually agree with yeah but he came out and you know they're not your players aren't supposed to say that they're not supposed to come out and bash the team. That's why you have sportscasters and these sports shows. They're the ones that are supposed to do it for you. But he came out and he just completely trashed the team. That's one of the reasons why I think Green Bay, like, yeah, Green Bay might want him, but they don't love him. I think they just want to win with him. 
Like, they don't love him like how, you know, the Patriots love Brady or the Buccaneers love Brady or like how, um, San you know. Fran loves Jimmy. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Jimmy! Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, I don't think they love Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers' is the biggest problem is he keeps putting his foot in his mouth and he should just shut up and play. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those sorry, it's one of those things where it's like I, I don't get me wrong, I I totally agree with you. Like the amount of controversy brought in this year was it was kind of a little a little bit out of left field. It, it was, it's kinda of like almost like those you know, when you reach a certain stage of your life where you're just like, fuck it, I don't care what anybody thinks anymore, I'm just gonna say whatever I want to say. Like he, he hit that stage. He hit that stage in his career where he's just like, you know what, I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna say whatever I feel like. Yep, I'm going to yep. express all my because he was usually a guy that kept stuff pretty close to his vest. I really like Rogers, like in, in terms of interviews and that stuff. But even this year, you're just kind of like, man, this is entertaining. But where is this coming from? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, it reminds me of one of those people. It's like, you know, like like your, your old auntie who just she has a dirty mouth now. And it's just like you just got it. That's 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 the Agnes. That's Tanti Agnes. You just got to let her roll, you know, just yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> let, let her curse. It is what it is. And who doesn't have relatives like that? You know, the ones that will walk up to you and be like, oh, hey, how you doing? You look fat. <laughs> you can't wait. <laughs> like, you look fat. Or, oh, my gosh, what did you do to your face? <laughs> you know, this old school West Indian, don't give a fuck. I'm old and I don't give a shit. I'm going to say the first thing on my mind and I don't care. Like, I feel like that that's definitely Aaron Rodgers at this point. He doesn't give a shit. He'll trash talk the GM. He trash talked the coach. He trash talks everybody. And one of the things that I, I always, and this is something I never liked about him, is I feel like he never takes ownership. Um, ownership over, like, when things go wrong on the team, you know, he, with most quarterbacks, at least really good leaders, you know, with a Brady, with um, a Mahomes, if something doesn't go right, they'll be like, you know what? I could have done this better. I could have done better, that better. Rogers, no. Rogers, Rogers will throw everybody under the bus before he comes out and admits that he did something wrong. Wait, hold on. You think he's worse than Big Ben with that? I thought Big oh, Ben no. was the worst ever when it came to that shit. Big Ben is the worst ever. Yes, there are some. <laughs> yes, Big Ben is absolutely horrible like that. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers is on that level as well. Like he's always been a dick, but this year it's just like. Yo, he just he just leveled up, man. He just leveled up. People think that that everybody hates him because his whole vaccination thing. It's not just that, man. He said some really shitty things this year, you know, disparaging like the president and all sorts of shit. Like, oh my god, this guy was just a controversy magnet, man. You know, I, I think I honestly think he's gonna continue his career. And you know what? I can think of a handful of teams that would want him. But I mean if you're going to take him on, you have to consider a few things. Number one, he's not giving you a hometown discount. This guy's going to get his $40 million or whatever the going rate is. He doesn't care about the, t like he cares about the talent around him, but he's not going to be like Brady. Who's going to, you know, take maybe $10 million less just to bring in talent. He's not going to do that. Well, I, I mean, in, in his defense, he's not married to a spouse who's making way more than he is. Um, True, so. <laughs> but let's not pretend that Aaron Rodgers is broke. Let's not pretend that he's been making whatever. He has never taken a discount in his life, Calvin. I mean, but, but but Roger, like really and truly, when you're that, like I mean, especially in, in a sport where the where the money's not guaranteed. 
except for mostly quarterback. I, you know, even though they're, they're other than Kirk Cousins, their, their contract isn't guaranteed either. But in the sport that that that, that he plays and and the value that he's at, should he really be giving hometown discounts? Well, it it depends. It dep- I mean, do I guess. Want, in the do you pack- want talent? Do you want talent around you? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you're demanding forty, fifty million dollars a year. You know, it's going to be pretty hard for them to pay that number one wide receiver $20 million or 18 or 17 or $16 million, right? That's why teams who draft quarterbacks, they try and build around them, right? Because when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, you could bring in a ton of guys, a ton of studs, and you could pay them a shitload of money. Okay. And you could succeed with them. Okay. But once they get a little bit older and they start, you know, once they're on their second or third contract, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult to try and built that talent right so i mean don't get me wrong i i hear what you're saying and i i don't disagree you know they need to make their money when they have to make their money 100 percent. but i mean it's hard to have both it's hard to have that talent around you um and be making 40 or 50 million dollars a year in light of what you're saying if he takes i'm not saying a hometown discount but if he takes a little bit off the top i got a team that would be perfect for him to go to and it may. I wonder if you're going to think the same thing when I say this, but okay, I, I, I think personally, just based on what you just said, mm-hmm. a team that would be great for him to play for next year, especially because mm-hmm. their number one, their number one isn't making twenty million dollars or what have you, would be Tennessee. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. He would. Ha- oh, absolutely. I think Tennessee he would fit would perfect with that team. I think so too. I think he would be absolutely perfect. Um, replace uh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know what the cap is. It, cap hit is for, for for Tannehill. Like if it's uh, if he's a free agent, I don't think he's a free agent. But if he can get on uh, out under that contract, I mean, you know, they they, they already signed up Ju- uh, Julio Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Their number one wideout is still on his rookie contract. You know, Derrick Henry is is you know the one of the highest paid running backs, if not the highest paid. But it's not breaking the bank because running backs don't get paid like that anymore. Um, yep. you got a pretty, you got a pretty good defense. You got some, you got some talent on that team, man. Like, and, and the division isn't crazy. You know, you got Jacksonville who, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence levels up, that could be a pretty good team, but you're not scared of them. Obviously you're not scared of Houston. Not yet. Unless Deshaun no. Watson comes back. And even at this point, I think they're just going to trade him and that, that whole franchise is going to fall apart. We just saw yep. what happened with Indy. You know what I mean? So yep. that, so that's an easy, like. That's the easy. You're hosting a playoff game right off the top if he lands there. And, you, and, and I mean, if Vrabel's a good coach, yep. I think that would be a great place for him to go if he doesn't stay it with uh, with the Packers, which I think, honestly, I think mm-hmm. he should stay with the Packers because I think they're pretty well built to do it again. And yep. even with all the baggage, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you, you, uh, you roll with the devil that you know instead of the devil that you don't. You know Rodgers, even though he, you know, he's, he was spazzing out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? At, at this stage, I mean, he's most likely going to win another MVP this year. So even with all the all the baggage, I think he's still right now because of where Jordan Love is. And I know we discussed this before. I, mm-hmm. I I think he's still too good to move on from. Like, and I, and I think most people in the organization, they from what from what Dick LeBeau was saying, they all feel the same way. They all yeah. they I think everybody wants him back. It's just it's kind of just up to him, you know. But. I don't mm-hmm. know, so so we'll we'll have we'll have to see. I mean, in, in his defense, outside of the outside of the comments, the mm-hmm. only real controversy to me he had with the team was at the beginning of the year, which rightfully so, 
You know what I mean? He like he was talking that talk in the, in the preseason, you know. But you know what? It, it is what it is, kind of thing. But like I think this time because the way they lost and he didn't play well, like he's definitely humbled by that. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see where where it plays out. But with with the Packers, they're pretty deep though because outside of like I don't know I don't know where do you level like where do you level up for them like outside of like the special teams coach, you know, sending him to go work at Walmart. Like other than him, I don't know where else you go. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like building the team because they're they're pretty stacked. Like this is this is the third straight year they finished top two in a conference. If they're smart, honestly, if Aaron Rodgers is smart, I think he stays with that team too. I think he stays with them. Number one, like Titans, yeah, I, I agree. Titans would be phenomenal with them, but I don't think he wants any part of the AFC. The AFC and their crop of young quarterbacks, he does not want that smoke. He does not want to have to go to Mahomes, go see Mahomes. He doesn't want to have to go see Joe Burrow. He doesn't want to have to go see um, Josh um, Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, jeez. Like, that bastard, the, I forgot about him. Stacked, stacked with young quarterbacks. Herbert. Herbert, exactly. He's, he's way better off sticking to the NFC. Who knows what's going to go on with, um, what's his name, from Seattle, um, Russell, Russell, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Who knows what's going to happen to him? He might get traded. Brady is eventually going to leave. He's eventually going to retire. Um, and then aside from those two, um, Stafford, of course, Stafford's probably going to be there for the next couple years. So, I mean, he'll have to he'll have to go against Stafford. But aside from that, I mean... Yeah, what not are, really what afraid are, of anybody, really, and... and not as, really. As, as strong as the NFC is this year, you're not afraid of anybody quarterback wise. You're not afraid no. of Philly. You're not afraid of Jalen Hurts. You're not afraid no. of Dak. You no. know, you're right. No. You know, no. And uh, and I'm pretty sure after this year, the 49ers are going to get rid of Jimmy G and they're going to roll with um uh, with the rookie. What's his name? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. If, if I was him, I'd stick to the NFC. Um, he is under contract for another year too. So yeah. I mean, whoever gets them are going to have to basically trade, trade their soul, give away their firstborn child for the next three years in order to get them too, right? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you you make a good point. Like the Titans are a great team. I think the Steelers are a great team as well. Like I think he would definitely thrive under um, Tomlin. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they got some really good wide receivers. They always have a good defense. Yeah. Um, Look how far they made it this year with Ben Roethlisberger, and this guy couldn't throw a pass further than ten to fifteen yards downfield. So I mean, imagine how they could, how far they could go with somebody like Aaron Rodgers, quarterbacking for them, right? I know. You imagine mm-hmm. how, how good a guy, a guy like Claypool could be with Rodgers. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> off the hook, man! Just off the hook, like honestly. Yeah, he 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 will have some suitors. I don't think next year is going to be the year for him to leave, though. I think he's probably going to stay another year, and then after that, um, after his contract's up, then he'll probably debate whether he's going to leave or not. So yeah, so for, sh- for sure he's not he's not leaving. I mean, he's not retiring. I don't think I don't think we yeah. believe he's. Ret- I'll be stunned if he retires, though. To be honest, he's thirty years old, two time MVP, or on the verge of possibly being a two time MVP. He's not retiring. Back I mean, back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there is something to say about these these NFL players. Like when you're young, you they come into the league when they're one, 21, 22, 23 years old. They play for about ten years, and then most most of them end up either going into sports casting or, um, you know, 
or they end up sitting at home and doing nothing. And I mean, a lot of them struggle. They absolutely struggle because it's like for eight to 10 years of your life, you're literally going to practice every single day. You're eating, drinking, everything is football, right? To a point where when you retire, what are you going to do then? If you're not being a sportscaster or if you're not doing something on television, what is there for you? You know, you're going to sit at home when you're 30, 31 years old and just watch TV all day. Like, well, he, I mean, he seems to be a, he, the, the type of guy he seems to be to be. I feel like whatever he dives into, like, I think he'll be pretty fulfilled. Like, he's kind of like a Kobe in that sense where, like, mm -hmm. as as much as Kobe was devoted to the game, Kobe mm -hmm. had a lot of outside interests, you know, and I think with yeah. him, he kind of has like, you know, he's a worldly type of guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's the type of guy that like he went to go to Tibet, you know, he went to go see like the monks in Tibet. Like that's his vacation. You know what I mean? So like, he's a very Zen kind of guy. So I don't think like, I don't get me wrong. If you see him in the booth, <laughs> you know, and like by the time he's done, would it shock me? No, because that's, it seems like that's the pivot everybody goes to, but it, it just seems like there's more, like there's, there's a little bit more to him in terms of what he would want to do. And it's not necessarily football related. You know, but, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, Calvin, but there's only so much of that stuff that you could do before you get bored as fuck. You know, you're talking about somebody who's going to be worth $120 million um, sitting at home or maybe even traveling the world. Like, that shit's a lot of fun for, like, the first year. But then you get bored, and you have to figure out something to do. Look at Gronk. Gronk's a perfect example of that. Gronk's like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, Gronk has, he had a lot of injuries when he left. Yeah. But Gronk was like, he was gone for a year. And oh, he needed the break, I, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he tried every, he tried quite a few things. He tried doing the sports casting thing. You remember when he was on, he was, I can't remember which show he was on, but this guy looked like he was doing a, like a WWE promo. I think it was like the Super Bowl two years ago or something like that. It was something ridiculous. But anyways, he tried a lot of things. He tried doing TV. He tried doing everything. And then he came right back to football. Because football is what he knows. Football is what he's good at. And he came right back to football. Like, a lot of players struggle with what to do after that. They just end up sitting at home. They drive their wives crazy. And, you know, it's it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy to make that transition. Well, Especially when you're so young and you're you're a millionaire. Well, like, they, I mean, they always say, too, like, you should sell, you should treat, like, your, your professional career, especially when you're a great player. You have mm -hmm. to treat it almost like a divorce. Because yeah. I've I've heard I've heard of, of uh, like so, some athletes anyway that some athletes went counsel like went to counseling that they were told like you should do counseling once you retire because mm -hmm. that's like the only clean break you can get for it where you're looking at it from like 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 you know a different perspective you know what I mean whereas where you, instead of just doing the regular thing of just sitting home trying to figure it out you know what I mean like treat it like a divorce like go go to counseling like it's a real thing like you're like there's there's not going to be any job that's going to that's going to touch what you were doing for those amount of years especially making the kind of money that you were making unless you're like you you're like you know you're you're the king of crypto or you know you're the king of <laughs> NFTs you're the Picasso of NFTs like the you know you're not going to make 40 million dollars a year just like that like it's that's not going to happen right yeah, so true. you got you got to kind of figure it out and go from there um but it'll be it'll be interesting cuz like I said I, I don't I don't see him retiring. I, I know there's there's people you know people thinking he, there's a legitimate chance. I don't see it. I think he's just he's too good, and I think he has too much left. I mean, especially in the quarterback position where you don't get touched the same way. Like quarterbacks are playing into their forties now that aren't mashed up. Like I don't like even Breeze. You know, 
right. I mean, I'm not talking about last year, of course, but at least the, the you know even the couple of years before, he was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't see that. I just don't see it. I don't see it. But, no, I, I agree with you definitely. Now with uh, with with Cincy and KC coming up on Sunday, can we expect another great quarterback matchup like last weekend with um with with Allen and Mahomes? Like, but this time, you know, Burrow's in Allen's place. Absolutely. I expect it to be a shootout, just like their last game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys played each other, I think it was in week 15. And um, if I remember correctly, the Bengals started off really slow. You know, Casey, for the first half, Casey was pretty much dominating. I think they went up to like 21 to zero. And then all of a sudden, the Bengals just flipped that switch and Chase just went off. Um they just couldn't stop him. That's like he, I think he scored like three touchdowns. Yeah. He had 11, caught eleven passes for like two hundred yards or something like that. Like something absolutely ridiculous like that. And they just put on a show. Um, whereas the Bengals ended up winning. Um, I think they won the game in overtime, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was something like. Um, yeah, they, I think it no, was no, actually team. they did. I don't think they went into overtime. I think what ha- happened was um, the Bengals had the ball on the one on yes, I uh, remember one yeah. yard line. And there's two minutes left, and they literally just bled out the clock yeah. and then kicked the field goal. Yes, I, remember I remember that. I remember that. You're right. But, I mean, the Bengals, they have a high-power offense, man. Um, you know, you're looking at T. Higgins. You're looking at Chase. Um, you're looking at um, Boyd. Um, you're looking at um, their, um, their running back, Mixton. Yep. Um, you know, you're looking at their tight end. Um, what's his name? I always mess up his name. I know. Uz- Uzma? Is it Uzma? Uzma. Uzma. Yeah, whatever his name is. Anyways, yeah, they have a fantastic, fantastic offense. i say the only weakness they have is their offensive line. And even yeah. then, like the Titans, did you know that the Titans sacked Burroughs nine, nine times? Nine times, I know, I know. And they still ended up winning? <laughs> like, how does that even happen? I know. How the fuck? Fuck! Do you sack somebody nine times and you still end up losing the game? I know. Well, it's called Tannehill. Oh my God! Yes, that's true. That is true. That is true. Anyways, yeah. So I mean, they have a very high power offense. If anything, I think that they're really built to take on Kansas City. Um, their yeah. defense just does just enough to slow down the other team, and I feel like next week, this week actually coming up, is just going to be another shootout. I mean, and when you look at Kansas City. Kansas City is playing well, man. Kansas City is a scary, scary team right now. Yeah. Their defense has stepped up, and Mahomes looks like Mahomes, the Mahomes from last year. You know, he's passing to Tyree Kill. He's passing to Kelsey. Um, he's starting to even pass to other guys. They have Pringles, seem to have yeah. a running game now that just kind of came out out of nowhere. Yeah, where did McKinnon come from? Where did McKinnon come from? I don't even know. I don't. I think he was at home watching TV, and they literally just pulled him off of his couch. And they put him in, and he's been playing really, really, really well. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be a great game. I I can't wait for that game. Honestly, I feel like it's gonna be pure offense. There's just no defense. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a game where it's one of those things where you're getting up in the morning. You're, you're definitely getting your errands out the way. I know for me, sometimes I'll cook on a Sunday. I'm definitely trying to get that done by you know by or before three o'clock. And then he's just sitting on the couch, like from there. Don't talk to me until unless it's football. One of those days for sure. I I think, I mean, if I'm Cincinnati, yeah, I think number one, I think there's going to be a great QB matchup. But just thinking about this now, I would try to control the control the clock by running the hell out of Mixon. Yep. 
agree. I would just be running mixing as much as I can. If you can keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible and just break up that continuity, I'm <laughs> I'm all in for that. Like as much as I want to see a back and forth between him and Burroughs, I, I think that doesn't like you don't really want to get into a shootout with Mahomes. You know what I mean? So it's like, especially if he's hot right now. Right now, he seems to be he seems to be like looking like he's like he's on fire. So if I'm them, I'm trying to give Mixon the ball at least twenty five times. Absolutely, and Mixon can handle. Oh, you know, absolutely. He was, top five, he was a top five running back this year. I mean, he's phenomenal. I don't think they want to get into a shootout, but Calvin, if they need to get into a shootout, <laughs> they can. They can. I, yeah. I, I can't think of any other team that's well that's that's that equipped to go kind of blow blow for blow blow by blow against KC, except yeah. for of course Buffalo. But I mean. Yo, it's it's amazing, and to to think that Joe Burrow, this is only his second year in the league. Like that's that's crazy. That's insane. He might literally go to a Super Bowl after the second year second year in the league. That's something that even Mahomes hasn't done. You know. I, know. So, what, I mean, what's yeah. what's what's crazy is like, I mean, again, I mean, we shouldn't be this shocked because he was a number one overall pick. So. I mean, he's basically doing what like what we kind of expected, maybe earlier than than what's expected, of course. But he's kind of doing what we kind of we, we thought he would be, right? But I mean, but he really is the truth because, like I said, I, I know everybody loves Herbert, and Justin Herbert is that's a bad boy himself. But mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, I, and I know a lot of it too. You know, once uh, once Burrow blew out his knee, and Herbert was taken off the way he was taken off, like he became like, oh, this this this. He's the quarterback of the draft, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, just even before he got hurt, I liked I liked watching Burrow a lot before he got hurt. Just I know he was young, you know, he made some mistakes, but they, he was so cool and so calm under pressure. Like you yeah. just you just never felt like, and you and you even seeing it in the playoffs. Like there's even though he got sacked nine times, you know, like I mean he got he was getting pounded. It, it kind of reminded me of like when when Eli was going up against like the Niners like years back and, and they were just bludgeoning him to death and he was still getting that ball out. Like that's yeah. kind of what it, that's, that's kind of what it felt like. He was just moving the chains and you look at his face and it was just the same emotion, like emotionless. Like he was just, it was almost like he was having a latte at Starbucks. Like he just, that's how he felt watching him <laughs> watching him go right. So like to me, like I, I just feel like to, to your point, no, you, you're absolutely right. Like I think he's. He is equipped to, to go toe-to-toe for, with Mahomes for sure. I'm just trying to keep Mahomes off the field. But, I mean, unless – I don't know, man. To me, like, they're here now. Like, that 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 win to me was like – unless some catastrophic injuries happens to one of their key figures, like, Burroughs is going to have your have that team in every game going forward now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, yeah. and honestly, just because of how they played KC a few weeks ago, like – yeah, hell yeah. There's going to be more pressure because obviously they're on the road. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's this is the, this is the first time this team is in the in this position, like, you know, since like the, the icky, icky woods days. You know what I mean? But with that <laughs> the said, shuffle. the icky shuffle. Yeah, I, I used to do it when I was in elementary school. Who, did, who didn't do the icky shuffle? Those freaking commercials for him. You, like, who true, didn't do that? True, true, you know? true. true. I, but I just feel like, yeah, he's. Re- I think he's ready for the moment. But uh, like in contrast, if I'm if I'm Kansas City though, I'm blitzing the crap out of him. Like in the, like in that first quarter, the, the first like two series, I'm blitzing the crap out of him in that first quarter. I just want to set the tone. I just want to <laughs> set the tone and just hopefully by the second quarter he's getting happy feet. Like mm-hmm. I would just try to test that resolve. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. and and just see what happens. Because to me, it's like like the key to the, the success is like how much pressure is Kansas City going to put on them early on? Just because just because of their lack of experience. Because that I think that's what happened with Buffalo last year. Like Buffalo got to the to AFC Championship and just the lack of experience. You know what I mean? And Casey, this was the third time in the AFC Championship game. They already know what to do. You know, yeah. and they haven't been there before. Like, you, there, there is a chance, like, it could get a little ugly just because of that factor. But, like, I'm testing his resolve. And, and I'm like, and if they can if they can weather that storm early, oh, my God. I, I think that's going to be an incredible game. Yeah, I agree. You know, Joe Burrow's green. He's This is going to be a second playoff game ever, right? Or second, third, well, sorry, third, third, yeah. third playoff game ever. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, what I can say is... They blast. They blitzed him last game, and they got to him. Yeah, you know they had nine sacks, and that still didn't throw him off. He was still, yeah. he still played pretty damn well. Um, so I mean, let's yeah, let's see what happens. It's gonna be an interesting game, though. You know, and I, I'll tell you one thing: Kansas City better not, better not sleep on the Bengals. They better not sleep on the Bengals because the Bengals might come in there and they might they co- might come into Arrowhead and they might beat them. Man, it yeah. might happen. It might happen. Yeah. I can't think of any other team that's equipped to go in there and do that. So, and what's we'll crazy? And what's crazy about that? That's not a laughable statement. <laughs> it's, it's really it not. Really is it? It really isn't a laughable statement. What you just said there, you're like, yeah, it, it, this is definitely a shot. It's yeah. definitely a shot. I, I like, like I said, we, we were even saying before the playoffs started, we were, we were both like, since he's kind of like the that dark horse, like if they're, if if they can get rolling, that that team they they got the pieces that they can go far, and we're seeing it right now. Yeah, we should have put money on it, Roger. Damn it, we should have put money yeah, on that. I'm telling you, I, I should put money last week. Last week I should put money on flipping Cincy. I mean, I think Casey was probably the favorite, so I want to put money on them. But the Bengals, I would put money on the Rams, the Niners. Um, I would have made some money, man. I'm telling you, damn. Look at how many first rounds got first round picks got knocked out last year, last week. It's crazy. Well, o- only the well, Casey's the only home team that won last weekend. Insane. It's only insane. So who do you got? Um, I'm going with the Bengals, man. I think they pulled Ooh. the upset. Okay. I think they pulled the upset, Shit. man. Okay. Yep. I think the game's gonna go right down to the wire, possibly go into overtime. If it goes into overtime. Whoever wins that coin flip is most likely going to win. I I was reading an interesting statistic the other day. 84% of the time, the team that wins that coin flip ends up winning the game. Yeah. So, I mean, heads, guys. Choose heads. Choose heads. <laughs> Choose heads. That's I, all I got. I got, I got Casey winning this one. I think this is going to be 34-28. Okay. Uh, but but I think it's gonna be it's I mean yeah it's gonna be really close I think it's gonna go down to the wire as well. I think I, it's I, gonna I be a field goal. Is, you think it's gonna be a field goal? Absolutely. Okay. I think it's. I'm thinking along the lines of let's say 35, uh, 35-38. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. And I think the Bengals are gonna pull it out. Okay. They beat them early in the season, and I can't see why they can't beat them now. You know, especially after seeing this guy get stacked nine times, and they still end up winning. I know. It bodes well for your toughness. It does. It really does. Um, San Fran versus L.A. Uh, is it a disaster of a season if L.A. loses loses to the Niners for the seventh straight time in a row? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I feel like any time the Rams do not win the Super Bowl or at least go to a Super Bowl, it's a waste of a year. 
every year these guys literally sell the farm in order to try and and win and this year was no different like matthew stafford how many first round picks did they give up for matthew stafford i know if, if they don't make it to the super bowl and possibly win i think it's 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 a loss for them i'm, I'm still like and we've spoken about this before i still don't understand how they could afford that roster yeah <laughs> can't figure it out between jalen ramsey cooper cup um, Matthew Stafford, all these guys that are like, they're, they're getting top money, like top in their league. Aaron Donald, like how, how are they paying all these people? They brought in Von Miller. How are they doing it? How are they doing it? They have to win. If they don't win, I, I, I think that's going to be a huge loss, huge loss for them. You know, as in football, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row, which is what I think you have Cincy doing. Um mm-hmm. You know, much less three times, and especially with a division rival, Absolutely. and the, and the Niners have somehow done this six times <laughs> to a good to a good division rival, which I think at this point it has to be in LA's heads. It has to be. Oh, for sure, it has to be. You know what I mean? Like like the beauty, and, and I think you saw it the last weekend. Like the beauty of of, of the Niners D is that front line. You know, they. I mean, they can they can collapse that whole line with just three, four guys, sometimes even three guys at a time. I mean, as you know, it takes so much pressure off the rest of the uh, off the rest of the players. Like they can take more chances. And, and and to me, I think the other the other thing I I will say, and I'm not even going to get into the whole football al- analytics of it, but like to me, it's kind of like when when San Fran went into Dallas, and I was saying this in the last podcast, beautiful stadium, but that stadium does not have a home field advantage, man. And that shit, that shit is important when the team is on the road. Like when you're, when you're, when you're a team on the road, and I mean, for the, especially for the, um, for the Niners, where you didn't have a, ho- a a home game on the playoffs, that that home field crowd, like that that Packers crowd, I mean, that's a real crowd. You know what I mean? Because that that I mean, the whole town is, the whole city, the whole state is based on that team. They're only for that team. You know what I mean? So anything you do, the weather plays a big part. It's snowing. It's a blizzard. Everybody loves that. They have the big culture. Dallas has a big culture too. Don't get me wrong, but that stadium is so big and so monstrous. Like you, you're gonna have like fifteen, twenty thousand fans. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like fans of that team. So it's like, especially if your team is a little tight, that noise starts to like drown out the stadium as, as much as you wouldn't think. Ten percent of the crowd would would knock out a stadium. You know, the other ninety percent. But sometimes it feels that way. Dude. When they're watching that game on TV, and like when I was watching them play the night, um, the, the Cowboys, anytime they made a big play, it felt like a home game. <laughs> it felt like a home game, and, and I'm and I'm saying L.A. Like you look at that city, it's a transplant city. The Rams have yes, the Rams have a history of being in Los Angeles, of course, but it's not. It's this is not the Lakers or the Dodgers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's it's kind of like the same thing. Beautiful, immaculate stadium, immaculate stadium. But it yep. it doesn't have that home field advantage, and the Niners fans they travel well, man. It's gonna be hard to keep that much fans out of the, out of the, out of a stadium like that, especially well, when the culture wasn't like a thousand percent strong. Uh, well, I'll tell you one thing, Calvin. So I was reading reports that were basically saying that um, the Rams are only selling tickets to um, to fans that are live within the GTA of LA. <laughs> and that they that was that the Niners were complaining, especially Debo Samuel Samuels was complaining because he couldn't even get tickets for his own family. Mm. 
So, I mean, they're being a little strategic there. They're, they're playing. They know that the Niners travel. They know that Niners fans travel. And they're trying to keep you all out, man. They're trying I, I, to keep I, you guys I, out. I saw that. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that works. We'll see. <laughs> I saw that too. And I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. When there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how that works. <laughs> We'll yeah, see how that works, but I I did see that though. I I did see that, but I'm like, well, we'll see, we'll see, because like I said again, if this, if this was like, you know, because I think the Cowboys were saying they're going to do that too, but again, every time the Niners did something great, it felt like a home game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So true, true. I, like I I think this game has a has a potential to be like it has a potential to be a classic. They don't like each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for the Niners, what's on the st- on on uh, like on the line for them is they they can make their second Super Bowl in the last three years, which is like, especially based on the injuries they're having, you know, halfway through the year, this is kind of unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Rams could be the second team in a row to play a Super Bowl at home, and then sure. and then and then what's at stake too? Which philosophy works the best? Is it the Niners' way of building through the draft, making a couple of trades to augment everything that you're building? Or do you spend money and get lots of vets and just get the low round players to and you know you just try to develop the hell out of with the Rams, you know? Yep. Like I think there's there's a lot of contrasting styles, a lot of different storylines, a lot of stars, a lot of question marks. You know, like you know Stafford. Has Stafford's never been in this big game. Garoppolo's been in this big game, <laughs> but mm-hmm. was Jimmy G's gonna come out? We don't know, right? Like there's so many storylines that's coming from this man. Plus two, it's a divisional rival. They they don't like each other. At this point, so it's like I think this this has a potential to be like a classic. I don't even know if it's going to be a shootout, but I just see it being like, like I just see it being like uh, just a classic game, like probably in the low twenties. I want to say low to mid twenties, but I could just see it being like a drag out game. Absolutely, I mean this one has potential for sure to be a, a slugfest. It's it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great, and I'll be honest with you, like I. I watched the 49ers game. I thought the Rams had the better talent, but the Niners just have guts. Like they, they just have a solid defense. You know, Jimmy G for everything you say about Jimmy G being inconsistent when he's on, he's on. Yeah. When he's playing well, he's playing well. And he looks like when he's playing well, he looks like Tom Brady, like with his anticipation, um, you know, with his accuracy, Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is, like you said, he's kind of inconsistent. But you just have to hope that he's. This is going to be one of the days where he's on. And I mean, he has so many good pieces around him. Like that running game is fierce with Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, his that that passing game, Demo Samuel. Like that guy's incredible. Like honestly, man, I had no, I had no clue he was this good. Yeah, no, I me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was a like a Swiss Army knife like this. No, I thought he was a bust up to this year. I honestly thought he was a bust. He was injured all the time. Um, you know, he showed flashes of being good, but, you know, he was injured all the time. Like, half the time he was off the field, right? Yeah. Well, this year, I don't know what happened. It was like everything just clicked. Suddenly they're putting him in the backfield. You know this guy scored eight touchdowns from the backfield this year? <laughs> like, seriously? I know. I know. We'll, I think, we'll, we'll, we'll think about that lad, that the, the most important play of the season last yeah. week. You know, third and third and seven, he rat he he got us the first down running. Helmet, and he looks good doing it. Yeah, he looks like a he looks just as mobile as any running back. He he looks like John he looks like Jonathan um what's Taylor. his name Jonathan Taylor back there. Like he he's finding holes. He's 
he's cutting back like he he's amazing he is absolutely phenomenal honestly who would have known yeah um, so i mean they have such a they have so many good players on that team and you know they have a never die attitude i, I didn't expect them to win the last game that they played against them i was personally shocked when they came back and they won because i figured the rams at the time the rams looked like they were just you know they were firing on all cylinders and um yeah but nine times nine times that has to be in the back of their heads like i mean you don't beat a team nine times and not have that do something to your psyche six times no. six times yeah oh was it six times oh yeah, sorry i think you said nine times yeah. okay yeah six times yeah so but it's gonna be a great game like honestly i think both these games are gonna be amazing um who do i think is gonna win yeah you know my answer but I, I don't even have to ask you. Um, <laughs> but but not really as biased though. But yeah, but you know my answer. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> who do I think is going to win? I think it's going to be a really close game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once again, I think it's going to come down to overtime. Um, and I, I think the Rams are going to pull through. You motherfucker! I think the Rams are going to pull through. <laughs> oh, you, mother, you dirty yeah. motherfucker! They got they got to beat that curse, man. Six games in a row, they got to beat that, man. They got to beat that. They're equipped to do it. They're equipped to do it. They just got to do it. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm it. telling you right now, if the Niners pull out, I'm definitely dancing on your lawn at about 1030 <laughs> at night. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Hey, I have no skin in the game. I don't care, man. I just said that just to piss you off, to be honest with you. But. Whatever, I don't give a shit. No, Whatever. no, but no, no, that that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you're you're well within your rights to say that. I think I I think it's gonna be a close game. I have the nine. I have the Niners winning. Obviously, I'm being biased, but I, I think it's gonna be like by a field goal. Like I could see Gold, uh, yeah, Robbie Gold ending that game on on his leg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's definitely a possibility, man. It's gonna be one hell of a game, though. Both these games are. Both these games are. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but I know obviously next week we're going to talk about these two games. Plus, you know, I, I want to save the conversation once again. I feel like we do this almost every year, but I want to read you the stat before we go. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, this is courtesy of Peter King. And, and this will be a topic of conversation. I'm just going to let you know right now. Um, black head coaches, you know, mm-hmm. on, at this time in 2018, there were seven black coaches, um, head coaches. You know, this year there's only one. It's disgusting. So you know, disgusting makes me want to throw up every time I hear that. Makes me want to throw up. Um, and now, I mean, this year they're gonna have eight vacancies with the Saints, right? It's gonna be eight vacancies. So I mean, let's see what happens. See, I've already heard. I've already read rumors that Brian Leftwich is going to be the, the going to be the coach of the Jaguars. Okay. So yeah, I, I did hear that too. I did hear that too. He's he kind of yeah. going back home, so yeah. which which will be interesting. So we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll save that conversation for next week, though. You know, because okay. that that that's almost like a podcast in itself. So we we'll see, we'll save that for next week. But yeah, man, I I I um when I saw that stat, I was like, ah, uh, wow, like this Rooney Rule really ain't shit. It's not cutting it, Calvin. But I mean, come on now. Like I mean, how many people of color are there? They're actually owners. There's That's only it. one, and he's not black. Sh- Sh- What's his name? Shad Khan. Yeah, he's not black. So I mean, you look at the GMs. I think of maybe one or two GMs are are well. A couple of got black. hired actually because uh, 
I, I, I can't pronounce his name, but the new Minnesota GM and the new Chicago GM, I believe, are both black. Mm, okay, that's good at least. So it's that's interesting, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Management, all right. Okay. Hey, I'm down with that, man. Uh, all right. Yeah, and I think so, I mean, that's, that's good. Definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. I wasn't expecting that, and especially for those type of franchises, too. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Good Good to yeah. know. All right. Let's, let's see where this goes. But we'll, we'll we'll save that for next week as usual. Thank you, brother, for hopping on the Av. You know, I definitely appreciate you for 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 doing that for sure. And I'm glad you're healthy, dog. I'm just I'm just I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm happy you're back to 100. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. It was touch and go there for a little while, but hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So they say. So they say. <laughs> Thank you once again for checking out the app podcast. I appreciate you for checking this out. And thank you once again for Roger for hopping on through and helping to provide that good playoff content. I can't wait for next week when, when, you know, I can hopefully be as obnoxious as possible and just celebrate my squad heading back to the Super Bowl and getting ready to go all super fan nav on February 13th. Let's see. But we, yes, I said we are getting ready for our seventh win in a row. If that happens, if that happens and we beat the Rams twice on the road in three weeks, you may as well put our logo in the middle of the field. It's like Debo said back in 95 on Friday, that's our field punk. At, at least that's what I believe. That's what he said. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the show, especially if this is your first time tuning in. And also check out the website for the catalog. That's SouthShareAve.com. Uh, coming soon, we're going to have the annual State of the Raptors address. And we're going to dive back into some NBA conversations uh, within the next couple of weeks, especially once these um, the NFL playoffs is over. And I got a draft coming up. I'll leave it there for now, but it'll definitely be unique. I'll say that much. For Roger Calendar, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the app podcast on South Sharaf Radio. All right, until next week. Peace. We out.